right, how's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams in Over 40 Fitness Hacks, our uh, podcast here. I have our co-star this season, Chrissy Cohen. How's it going, Chrissy? Hey, it's going well. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Five this far this season, so I think you're a keeper here. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, this episode, we decided to um, focus still more on... Uh, you know, we did last week the, you know, if you only had, what was it, three weeks or six weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks, which is, oh my God, that's a little rough. But say you have a little bit more time. Basically just, uh, we wanted to go off of, you know, do six pack abs. Like, what does it take? Is it a reality? Is it just a myth? Is it, you know, genetics comes into play. Uh, sadly, there's drugs and steroids and, you know, not just weight loss supplements, but, you know, diuretics, like really bad ones for, for some of the models out there. But like, what is, what is a little more realistic approach? And then also like, what's my approach versus Chrissy's approach and, uh, you know, kind of success stories you've had with clients and everything. So we'll, uh, we'll let you take it away, Chrissy. I assume diet would be number one. Yeah. I diet's number one. That's for sure. Um, there's a saying that abs are made in the kitchen, so not in the gym. So what you eat has a huge, has a huge role. And I think kind of the theme of like all these podcasts that we've done together so far is there isn't one magic trick solution to, to solving any of these fitness issues. It's always like a multi-level approach. So you can't just be like, okay, well only work on my diet and therefore I'll get six pack abs. It's just not going to happen. You still have to do the other things. Then, are... then you have the human approach of each person, individual is different where they're not going to do some of the things. So you have to enhance right. the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would say first, if someone's like really looking to get a defined six pack, you got to look at what you're eating and you can't be eating a lot of processed food and a lot of refined carbs because that stuff just kind of gets metabolized super quickly and it's just filled with junk. And it, uh, I think a big issue is that it doesn't have fiber in it. Fiber is huge in, in digestion and it helps keep you feeling full and like helps suppress your appetite. So if you're not getting enough fiber, chances are your, your digestion isn't doing very well and you're not really getting enough nutrients that you need. So think about increasing fiber. And it helps clear you out, which is right. the problem of your gut hanging out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thinking about and fibers in, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans, that sort of thing. So, you know, if you just start focusing on adding more of that stuff into your diet, you're going to be better off for it for sure. What do you think about uh, fiber supplements like Metamucil and stuff like that? Is that too processed or is there any... Uh... I I'm always a proponent for trying to get your nutrients through your food first. Um, but if for whatever reason you're, you're just the way your body is, or you just don't have time or whatever, then start looking towards supplementing. But um, yeah, try and get it through your food first. I agree. But yeah. the reality is not everyone's going to do it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know people who just refuse, absolutely refuse to eat vegetables, won't do it. So, I mean, mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, a supplement is going to be better than nothing for not only the, you know, phytonutrients of what you're missing from the vegetables, but also fiber. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I'm with you too. Just, you know, whatever you can do naturally. Plus you're saving a lot of money not having to spend on all these supplements. Right. So the, yeah. the only real thing I, I push is, you know, a protein shake. I know you probably don't, you still get it from normal food, but mm-hmm. just from how busy my lifestyle is and most of my people, that's really the only one I ever push, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. Once you start going through stuff, if you're missing and they're not willing to, to fix it, then we got to go supplementation. Yeah. So, yep. So uh, we talked about last week about, you know, if you had the three weeks, you know, inflammation, anti-inflammation diets, that's still key to this. Um, and uh, like Christy said, you know, the fiber, everything to kind of deflame, basically your digestive tract, your colon, because that does help push out the gut. So if you can take care of that, the the innards, then we got to work on the uh, subcutaneous fat around the organs, which should happen through diet. And very last is the, what is it, visceral fat is around the organs or subcutaneous? The visceral is around the organs and then visceral. subcutaneous then, is right under yeah. the skin. Yeah. Then subcutaneous comes dead last, folks. And that's the part you're pinching on your stomach. So don't go off of that. That will be the absolute last to go. Um, so what else you got after that? You fixed your diet. Maybe you have to supplement somebody. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, we're calorie counting people. God, if you can't count calories, this is not going to happen. There's no way. Uh-huh. So. At least at least count calories for the first two weeks so you get an idea. And then once you have an idea of how many calories, then you can just kind of go on autopilot. You don't have to count every single thing first. Yeah. So after you get your diet in check, then I think you want to look at um, – increasing your cardio, which I mean, it sounds kind of lame, um, but you, you should be getting at least 20 to 40 minutes of moderate to vigorous cardio exercises every single day. So that means that when you're, when you're doing your cardio, if it's moderate, you're able to talk, but not hold like a full conversation. And when it's vigorous, it's pretty hard to, you can get kind of just like one or two words out at a time. So that's a good way to check what cardio you're, or what level you're at when you're doing your cardio. Um, because the alternative of, you know, I want to get a six pack abs, I'm just going to do a thousand ab exercises every single day. And therefore I'll get six pack. Abs. It just isn't going to work. You'll, you'll get to find abs, but it's not going to show if you have a layer of fat over it can't spot reduce one spot on your body has your body chooses where it's going to pull its fat so you have exactly have to do with, with, with it, with it. yeah um i think i'm uh you know weight training first over cardio mm-hmm. um you still need the cardio to get there but i won't even let someone go on the path until they can get their their weight training in order because you know my philosophy is raising your uh, bmr your basal metabolic rate and i've done podcasts about that you know the more muscle you have the more it will do for you in one day than going out and running five miles because once you're done with the cardio calories burning are done right there it's done it's over with uh, building muscle once you build it you're burning more muscle while you're sleeping than you were previously when you didn't have that muscle so you're just a burnt uh calorie burning machine uh, once you have them set on something like that, then I start pushing for the cardio because there's no way, like you said, that you have to do everything if you want to go single digit body fat and to be able to show those abs. But I just like doing that approach first because, um, you know, doing both both at the same time. I mean, diet's rough enough, 
and then you're you're doing the weight training and then to push them to do cardio right off the bat you know you probably scare the client off so i like i like doing everything in stepping stones but uh, uh agreed and then also agree with you, you know, okay, fine. We'll do weight training, but I just wanted to do core work. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. <laughs> you need to work every muscle on your body. Um, yes. Some people are worried because of genetics. So, you know, I'll get bigger traps. I don't like the looks of those, or I get thunder thighs, you know, okay, well then we'll, we'll tailor it around that, but we're still going to work out, you know, every muscle on your body. We'll just change the different, you know, types of, uh, you know, weights and and what we're doing but we ultimately get what we want you know a higher bmr you burn more calories and then we can move on to cardio so what's what's your take on uh, uh weight training exercise after you got your people on cardiovascular agreed i i think i was just assuming that everyone was already weight training <laughs> ah, <I got> you. <laughs> so yeah i should have probably said that weight train first first and foremost and then if if you're on track with that add in your cardio um, but yeah, like you're saying, you can't spot treat. So you got to work everything on your body and you still, you do your ab exercises, like your crunches and your sit-ups and your planks and V-ups and all that good stuff. There's so many different exercises you can do and just make sure you're doing them properly. Um, but definitely you want to, you want to weight train because that's, it's going to burn a lot of calories in itself, just lifting weights and it's going to help rev up your metabolism and it's going to take up more energy just for your body to maintain that muscle. So you want to make sure that you are, that you are strong and you are building muscle in your body. Otherwise, if, if you're just doing cardio alone, you might have a low body fat percentage, but you're not going to have abs. If you're not, there's not going to be any definition there. <laughs> you know, not even the abs. No one's going to be able to look past your skeleton body with no muscle anywhere yeah. else either. So it's kind of a full package deal going for it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, better yet, you know, you can do like that long, longer steady state cardio, but if you can add in some hit training, I think it's even better. So hit training is just inter intervals of, um, high energy exercises with, uh, a rest period in between. So that really gets your heart rate up high. So you're burning, um, you're burning a lot of fat doing training that way. And some, we were pushing more on that three-week deal. Yeah. Doing yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I usually, I, I don't know about like when you're training other people or when you're training yourself, but I try and do um, at least, at least two days of my training where I'm doing some hit exercises, not necessarily the whole workout, but I'll include some hit exercises with, within the circuits that I'm doing or when I'm training people. So like they might be doing some lifting exercises, but in between we'll do some box jumps or we'll sprint down the alleyway and back or push a sled or um, do like mountain climbers, burpees, that sort of thing. So it isn't like an, ent an entire hour workout of solely hit exercises, which would be awful, like the worst workout ever, but it's just sort of mixed in within your regular sort of um, strength and resistance sort of circuit training. I do, I do the same thing. I kind of hide it in there, just like I do my balance training. I kind of incorporate mm -hmm. that in there while they're, you know, doing some of the exercises and routines they wanted to do. But I'll also do what you said, like, you know, I'll throw in like a sled or mountain climbers or burpees. Um, and even like, uh, you know, for chest or back, I don't, I don't really call it hit because I don't put a timer on it. I call them burnouts. Yeah. So I basically okay. just pick up like a lighter pair. Say you're doing a, a, bent, a dumbbell bench press 
And, you know, we were doing a certain amount of reps and sets with all the other exercises and all of a sudden I'll throw them into a burnout and, you know, give them a slightly lighter weight. But I was like, just do as many as you can, you know, until failure, mm -hmm. you know, 30 to 50 reps and golly knows how long it took them, but they still accomplished it. So mm -hmm. I kind of use my burnouts instead of, you know, actually timing it, but, you know, you get the same, same concept. Yeah. 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 And again, I, I wouldn't do this for every workout because those, it's good to do those once in a while, but if you're to do them every day, it's like just a lot on your body and like, it's not fun. I hide it in there because <laughs> yeah. they're not going to come back. If they wanted to hit, they, they would have done the, the hit boot camp. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you and I and a group of the other trainers um, years back entered a competition and it was like a hit, hit oh. sort of like workout competition it was 10 exercises and you're 45 seconds on each exercise and then 15 seconds break. And it was like a sprint on the rower and like box jump burpees and thrusters and like Terrible. lateral jump. It was awful. And we were training for it because we were trying to, trying to win money, but all yeah. of us were just completely miserable. But it was the training for it that was the worst part because we mm -hmm. literally did it like six days out of the week with one rest day because we only had like four weeks to get in hit shape and we had never yeah. trained that before. Then last week we started the, going in the sweats to uh -huh. sweat more, make it more uncomfortable, and then outside in the hot sun. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that was what the contest was, was on the beach. So, oh my God, I don't know how it, it takes a very uh, different type of person to want to like do that for longevity. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Not get so. excited about doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but one or two days a week is fine. That's tolerable. And just a little bit during your workouts and you're, you know, you're good to go and it actually feels good. Uh, another note uh, while we're still on the, you know, the weight training side is, you know, trying to incorporate as much legs as you can um, not just hitting them once a week, hitting them multiple times a week. I know if you're really, you know, doing the bodybuilder concept, you're you're destroying that body part so bad. You probably will need two to three days break before you train your legs again. But I mean, in a normal workout program, it's not like that. So you can pretty much hit legs almost every session. If you're doing like, you know, two, three, four times a week. Because um, it is the biggest muscle in your body and it is going to do the most damage for burning calories and weight loss. So a lot of a lot of clients will come in and be like, no, nah, you know, mostly guys, I guess. You know, I don't I don't want to work out legs. I'm gonna find the way they look. I want to, you know, work out just upper body, but I also want that six pack. I'm like, you just totally screwed me. There's no freaking way I'm gonna be able to get it now. <laughs> I need that muscle. I need the legs, the hamstrings, quads, the glutes. I need everything just to even have a fighting shot of getting you down to single digit. I agree. I I do that. I every client that I have that I train three days a week or less, they do legs, some sort of leg exercise within every workout. Just like you're saying that it's the biggest muscle group. So it just takes so much energy to support those muscles. So they're just gonna burn more calories doing those exercises for sure. So, and um, unless they're doing more than three days a week with me and then I'll kind of break it up a little bit more. I'll probably just do like two leg day um, workouts, kind of split up the routine, but it's good. And I, when I'm training people, I like to do a lot of their, um, the exercises that require more energy in the beginning of the workout. So a lot of the leg stuff in the beginning, they're basically standing up the first three quarters of the workout. And then the last quarter, I'll finally let them 
lay down and do some upper body exercises or mat exercises just so they're they're like oh thank you i get to lay down finally funny enough like most of the people i get besides and especially sticking with guys you know they don't want to work out legs but i do my core work in the beginning because i've found that you know same thing having the energy to even want to do it most of these mm -hmm. clients hate the core work i put them through more than even doing legs so their favorite thing is after the first, you know, five to 10 minutes of the workout, it's like, thank God, the worst part's already done. I was like, oh my God, it's so easy. You're not even lifting any weights. It's just simple body weight stuff. But uh, that's, that's why I started doing mine in the very beginning. And plus it's just, you know, easier to heat the body up and get it warmed up before you start, you know, putting some, some weights on them. Yeah. Um, so going, moving down to, you know, you got your cardio, you got your diet in check, obviously, and you're doing the weight training, anti-inflammatory diet. Um, you know, you're, you're getting your fiber worried. You know, you're worrying about your digestive tract. So your stomach's not popping up. Now you're actually working the core. Um, you still need to work that core, core out to tighten it up, even though, you know, 90% of it is in the kitchen just to get the, the fat layer off there. But you do need to do some work to have anything start popping out. Um, everyone's genetics is different. I've seen it all you know two packs four packs six packs eight packs i've seen a, a bodybuilder guy that had looked like mosaic stones everywhere i don't even know how the hell he did that but you know genetics are a huge part of it and not only not only the look of it but also uh like the depth of it like how much that muscle will protrude out and uh in training it you know some some guys will be like well we're just doing body weight stuff i need these to really pop out that's why i like doing the the ab machines it's you know like the chain gyms because i can add as much weight as i can and do a sit up or crunch to really get that muscle to pop but that's not what really is happening you're you're it's basically kind of pulling your entire uh not it's not your gut it is still muscle but you're building so much so much muscle around what you actually think is the abs um out and it's protruding out mm -hmm. and now you just gave yourself a muscle gut so maybe you don't have any fat on it but you have this huge protruding mound of muscle it's not what you wanted so that's that's kind of why we stick to mostly body weight mm -hmm. um, ab exercises and sorry you got what you got as far as the looks and shape of it but that's why we work more on you know diet and cardio to get it down low enough to where you can see them so what, what's your take on that the muscle gut and going heavy yeah. on ab exercises I'm with you. I, I think body weight is the safest way to do ab exercises because I, you and I both know someone who um, got like a, what is it called? Those umbilical, no, shoot, I forgot yeah, what that's her, called. Her, hernia. Hernia. Got a hernia. Yeah. So I'm doing a, doing an ab exercise with like a really heavy ball on a decline bench. Yeah, that's no bueno. And, and really not, there's no reason why he should have been doing that. It wasn't like he was prepared to be doing something like that, that. anyway. Um, yeah, I would stick to body weight exercises with the exception of like medicine ball rotation. You can add, I don't know, 15 or 20 pound ball for that sort of exercise. Or I, I'd say maybe the most is 20 pounds max for any of exercise you're doing. But you can, I mean, I was a gymnast growing up. I had a six pack then. We didn't use any weights. I never touched a weight until I stopped doing gymnastics. And we just did it all by planks and weight, like leg lifts on the, hanging on the bar, knee tucks, skin the cats. Um, yeah. And lots, lots and lots of VFs. So yeah. 
Yeah. One one thing to worry about too is, uh, you know, a lot of PTs I've noticed don't really like sit ups and and high crunches and some of the other ones because of the curvature mm-hmm. of your back while you're doing it. But I mean, it's it's just like any exercise. You don't want to keep pounding the same exercise every day, every week. That's why you want to, you know, not not just to shock your body, but also not to get your body used to you know one. F- type of formation you doing an exercise or else you will you know you do if that's all you do is sit-ups and you're you know you're coming up and you're cooling Mm -hmm. you're curling your shoulders in you know you're gonna have rounded shoulders so you know but when you're mixing it up and doing you know planks reverse planks bicycles crunches then sit up you know scissor kicks you're just mixing it up all around there's no real worry of you know kind of messing up your spine i don't think especially if you're doing just body weight so that, you know, after I kind of explained it that way to like a PT, they're like, oh, okay, that, that's fine then. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think it, as long as you're doing some up like back exercises to counteract that yeah. rounded spine position, you're okay. Plus, and, plus as being a personal trainer, you'll catch that anyways, while we're training. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have certain clients that I, you know, have them, you know, um, stretch out their pecs almost every session just because they mm-hmm. have a rounded back out. So we're already working to fix you know how they came in anyway so yeah there's no worry about doing some of those exercises yeah and and we were able to watch our clients do the exercises so if we see there's a exercise that they consistently do wrong every time we just eliminate it out of their program and there's hundreds of other exercises we can do instead so yeah yeah yeah. so with sit-ups or crunches when you're performing them you just want to make sure that you're not pulling your neck forward your neck your chin shouldn't be touching your your neck or your the top of your t-shirt it should exactly. be lifted so you're always kind of like looking up towards the ceiling when you're doing your exactly. your crunches or your sit-ups and for sit-ups yeah. i have people instead of put their hands behind their head i let them freely flow their arms mm-hmm. behind their head i never want them actually touching and, you know and as it gets easier and easier just don't swing your arms too much but still i don't yeah. want them touching the head because that's what will happen they'll pull their chin down and, right right you know, they start rounding your neck off yeah and then go immediately stretch your pecs out and work yeah. on your posture yeah another thing too if you work on your your upper body exercises so if you're doing some like lat pull downs and that sort of thing the if you make your back a little bit more broad this is probably more for guys a little bit for females as well the more broad your back is, the nar- the more narrow your waist is going to look. So you can kind of like, you know, highlight your waist a little bit if by doing those uh, back exercises as well. Exactly. So it's a little, little hack. Yeah. Some, uh, another little hack for, you know, some of the girl bodybuilders were, you know, obviously they were not into, you know, weighted exercises and that kind of stuff for their abs because they really don't want that waistline increasing. But they, uh, you know, they really pushed, you know, not doing too much oblique training because that puts on a little more muscle towards the side and kind of, if you can not do too much of that, you know, you can pull in your waistline even more, um, for guys that kind of score you on your obliques. So it's, it's different, but you know, that's more of, if you're trying to train for something like that, Mm -hmm. um, in our world, it doesn't really matter. We're not putting heavy weights while you're doing your obliques either. We, you know, we're not doing oblique training every single core session either. So, no. but, uh, that was a little hack for the bodybuilder swimsuit models. Um, another one, uh, a lot of people don't do is, uh, the transverse abdominals. It's the muscles under 
under your abs, more, more around your organs. It's a very thin layer of muscles. Um, almost seems like, like another layer of fascia, but, uh, it basically just holds all your organs in place, but that also helps with pulling in that, that gut. Cause like I said, if you're not taking care of your, your digestive, your digestive tract, that's going to push out. If you don't have strong uh, transverse abdominals, it's going to let the little amount of fat you have in there and your organs push out, which will, you know, push out what you can see on top too. So we do a lot of, uh, stomach vacuums and, I mostly give that kind of stuff as homework uh, for my clients because they can just do that in the car ride, at least to the gym. So while you're coming to the gym, sitting down, just practice stomach vacuums in the car. Then you're good. Good to go. Yep. Yeah. And, there, and then there's also a few exercises that you can do standing up. Um, if you have a cable machine or a resistance band, like, um, like a cable twist or a wood chopper, um, things where it's a rotational sort of axis that you're going on that are going to help strengthen your core and like a pull off press as well. So those are good things to work on. And, and, and that way you're not, you know, always doing a sit up every time. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. um, and then in any last words that I'd be, you know, I'm more into supplements, I think, than you and my kind of go-tos are once you got all your stuff together and you're doing specifically more cardio, um, I like to, my, one of my go-to supplements is L-carnitine. It's amino acid that helps, you know, facilitate the process of pulling in, uh, fatty acids while you're in aerobic, uh, an aerobic state, um, into your cells, your mitochondria, um, uses the L-carnitine to, to go in and out of the cells. So the more L-carnitine you have, the faster that, uh, process comes. And I've sworn by that for the last 10 years, when I go on the little cardio rampage, oh my God, it's like night and day, how much more benefits I get when I'm on that supplement. And there's really no um, side effects at all. Um, it's liquid or pill form. So that's one. Caffeine does really well, though, you know, it's, everyone's got their views on, you know, if, how much benefit versus how much damage you're doing to your body. I mean, you're, uh, what, you know, the effect on caffeine, your mental state, you know, burning out all your dopamine levels all the time and, you know, can have an adverse effect on the rest of your day. Does great for body weight loss, but, you know, I, I just do the minimal amount of that just to get me going through the day. I don't do any pre-workouts or anything, but that's pretty much the only supplement I do to really for that particular thing for, you know, six pack abs and trying to do weight loss. What, what about you, Chrissy? I'm not a huge proponent for supplements or, or that sort of thing, as far as, you know, if you're achieving a certain look, but I do, um, recommend supplements and vitamins for, and minerals, um, just for overall health and immunity. That's sort of the angle that I'm at, which, yeah. which will in turn help, you know, help your physique and, you know, your digestion. So it does help. It's not going to have maybe as hard hitting of an impact, as maybe some other things, but yeah, so supplements and vitamins are, I think they're a healthy addition to add to your routine. Um, and I, you've talked about this before, but maybe just check with your doctor, get, get some blood work done and see, you know, if you're lacking in certain areas or in my case, I, I don't eat meat or dairy. So I try and incorporate the vitamins and minerals that I might be missing from um, eating the way that I do. So just, you know, something to consult with a physician or do your research before you just jump in and take random supplements. I think 
when it comes down to. Yeah, or a nutritionist. If you are trying yeah. to do uh, some type of new diet, you might be, you know, forgetting. I know vegans and vegetarians have to worry about that, but, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be doing the right things because you might be missing out on some uh, phytonutrient or, or whatnot or vitamin. So, mm-hmm. cool. Well, cool. I think that's all I got extra. Um, any, any other final thoughts on six pack abs and, you yeah. know, having goals, writing it all down, calorie counting, doing everything we just said. And, uh, you know, also as you're dropping and getting down there, you need to reassess how many calories you're pulling in because you're not the same weight and activity level anymore. So you have to keep readjusting and, and, uh, you know, when, when you, and when you do get down there, you are going to be fighting for like a quarter of a pound. <laughs> so don't get discouraged when you're in the same weight. It's you're, you're fighting something that you're not supposed to be because it's <laughs> not, not really natural to be walking around perfect six pack abs all done. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it will take a lot of work if that's your goal, but you can do it. It'll just take consistency, um, being organized and yeah, rechecking in with your progress and your goals. If after a few weeks you haven't made any changes, then you, you probably need to modify what you're doing. Um, same, same thing, just like for people we train, they're like, oh, you know, I'm not losing as much weight as I thought I was going to. It's like, well, probably, probably need to put in more work then. Probably it's going to take more effort, you know? So just, yeah, just keeping track of your progress, being consistent, staying organized and um, staying hydrated. I forgot to say that, but oh, yeah. I feel like I say it on every podcast, but yeah. drink water. <laughs> I would, I would say it's really not, you know, do this for a reason with a goal. Cause it's really not that fun or attainable, especially after 40, trying to do this year round. Um, most of the time I walk around with a dad bod and you know, I give myself the six weeks, two months to really crank down. And it's, you know, for a reason, summertime and I'm going, going somewhere like Vegas pool party or, or doing something. I mean, you know, being, being at 12% body fat, it's not bad year round, but to really do the work and push it to get down to like six to 8%. Oh, it's brutal. So mm-hmm. you gotta, gotta, gotta be motivated. You gotta have a plan and you know, you gotta be accountable. So that's why having a trainer helps too. <clears throat> right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's a wrap for this episode. <clears throat> Thanks for uh, tuning in to Over 40 Fitness Hacks. And uh, thank you, Christy, for joining us. Hopefully you'll come back. I, th- I don't think I have a choice. So don't have I'll a choice. be back. You don't have a choice. You signed up for 10 episodes. You're going to do 10 episodes. So. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, Whether you like listeners. It or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And check us out next time. We'll see you. Peace.